welcome to another episode of The Wave. My name is Adam. My name is Nick. Welcome back to the weekly news and chat show from the world-famous Bottom of the Stream podcast. Oh, you sung stream then. I liked it. Thanks. How are you, Nick? I'm glad to be here. I'm always glad to be here. Always. I. It's pretty much the favourite part of my week. Good. I'm glad. Fun aboard this stream boat, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. God damn right it is. <laughs> Good up to much? I have... I, I, Nothing too exciting. I've had to uh, stay away a couple of nights this week with work, which is okay. a bit boring. Um, and never good. Never as much fun as. It sounds like it should be a lot of fun. <laughs> but I imagine it, it will be. Yeah. Um, but I'm here now, ready to talk movies. Sounds good to me. Uh, yeah. Kind of, like I said, the last time we'll mention it, like until next festive season. But okay. Christmas truly feels like a lifetime ago yeah it was a distant memory now isn't it <laughs> long long considering memory. like two weeks ago it would have still been full festive season. yeah absolutely um, but such is life indeed summer soon shorts on i've got shorts on now you have so. got shorts on now it's january yeah you were aware of this yeah but it's not really windy what a windy it week. is windy but i so i got home from work today and i had to nip down to the supermarket i was like i've been sat at work on my backside all day i'll walk Okay. Yeah. Let's get a bit, put some bit of fresh air and get some steps. So I was like, sounds pretty windy. Doesn't look that nice out there. I'll stick a coat on. By the time I got there, I was like, it's way too hot for this. It's coat. been quite mild, hasn't it? It's windy, but it's not cold. So by the time I got home and had my dinner, I was like, oh, no, I'm still too hot. Shorts. <laughs> shorts. Shorts for shorts podcasting. Shorts on the stream boat. Podcast shorts. There was a time when you only ever podcasted in shorts. I know. Bring that back. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Podcast shorts. Bottom of the stream shorts. That's what I'm going to go and look for on the old... I'm sure you can get some on the merch, merch site, store. on the website. Absolutely. Do you want to talk a little bit about last week's film before we start? Sure. The Ledge. The Ledge. If you've not heard our episode, go, go and listen, listen to, to our episode. It's available now wherever yeah. you get your podcasts. I, t- I think you s- you put it probably best on the episode. A oh, true thanks. bottom of the stream movie. Yeah, it's exactly the sort of movie we should be doing on this show. It was bad. It was pretty <laughs> bad. It was pretty bad. But in terms of concept... Good concept. Woman being chased up a mountain. Yep. Get stuck on a mountain. Yeah. That she seems to be super glued to. Yeah. And yeah. Hilarity <laughs> ensues. I mean, yeah. Just... Hilarity is not the word I was looking for. <sighs> there was quite... A, there was a few unintentional laughs that were really, yeah. really laughable. When she was... She was not holding on to that mountain at several times times throughout. No, she wasn't. I don't know how she was standing up on this sheer rock face. Um, But it was a pretty, as we said, a pretty vicious, nasty film as well. It was indeed. In in some way. Ended up sixth on the stream table. Still happy with that? Yeah, Yeah, I think so. Yeah, it's better than another round needle in a time sack of Smart Christmas. Yeah. That's fair. Uh, And what are we talking about this week? This week we're talking about a... There seems to be a debate about where this movie was made. Oh, I love it. It's fr- it's a French movie. It's definitely got a lot of French in it. But it appears to have been made and set in Belgium. It's definitely set in Belgium. Yeah. So nobody really knows, I don't think. But yeah, it's called The Mansion. It's a horror comedy? Yeah. Guess. Comedy horror? It's not... I wouldn't call it a horror film, but... I, I would say it leans... call it a comedy either. Yeah, we're obviously we'll talk about it more on Thursday. Yeah, I would yeah. say it leans more into horror than I expected. Yes, I think uh, that's my preconception was. Yeah. I was expecting it to be more of a murder mystery. And I would say it leaned more into... And it, it had that element. Yes, but it, it did. But it did lean more into the horror. Yes. Than I expected. Okay, that's fair. So yeah, come, and, come back on Thursday for the movie show. Yeah. And we'll talk to you about French slash Belgian movie, The Mansion. Indeed. Or Le Manor. It is oh, that was quite nice. Thanks. I've been practicing. Have you? <laughs> In the meantime, shall we do some Netflix news? Sure. What have we got this week, Nick? Nick? <laughs> oh, Whatever your I name was gonna, is. I was going to say, on Netflix, Nick, and it just came out as Nick. People like Idris Elba, don't they? Some people do like Idris Elba, <laughs> yeah. Oh, that implies, that, the way you said that was like, maybe you don't. Um, I, I don't really have a strong opinion either way on Idris Elba, if I'm honest. Okay, let's... I didn't like him in the Dark Tower movie. Oh, well, okay. But I yeah, did like him in Luther, comment. so... I mean... And I didn't like him in The Office. No, that's... <laughs> yeah. So. I liked him in The Harder They Fall, where he barely yeah. talked. No, no, he didn't And he talk was imposing. Either. Yes, that's true. I like Idris Elba. Maybe half the time. Yep. Yeah, but I, d- I don't... 
always get what the fuss is about. Yeah, I think that's And fair. similarly, I would say, and we will get to the actual news story in a minute. <laughs> it's Luther, a news story about Idris Elba. Yeah, yeah. And, and Luther. Yeah. I really liked Luther at the start. And yeah. I found it really a case of diminishing returns. Yeah, it did, did get on worse as it went on, didn't it? That's yeah. fair. So, I kind of, a little bit of me is surprised at the clamour. The only thing I ever remember about Luther was then when that lad from Oliotes got speared through the chest. <laughs> I remember that much. Um, but, you know, Netflix, uh, along with the BBC, probably because the BBC weren't willing to fork out for a big movie star, it just helped us. Yep, that's exactly what's happened here. Without uh, some help, uh, have released the first look at the Luther movie. Okay. Uh, which is, I didn't realise, getting a cinematic release. Oh, is it really? I didn't know that. Uh, I, th- I presume a reasonably limited limited one because the cinematic release for Luther, The Fallen Sun. Ooh. That's S-U-N, not S-O-N. Oh, okay. That's even weirder. Uh, is getting a cinematic release, at least in the UK, on February the 24th. Okay. But then we'll arrive on Netflix a mere two weeks later on March the 10th. Interesting. Okay. Uh, the first trailer is available idris elba shared that this week 2019 was the end of the final series wow on the bbc that long yeah that is crazy Uh, i did not realize uh, or remember where we left luther uh, but apparently he's in prison and that happened at the end of the season i did not know that either i can't nor can i uh, the synopsis says, as we saw at the end of the TV series, Luther was banged up for his crimes. However, he's now haunted by a cyber psychopath and decides he needs to break out of prison to finish the job by any means necessary. Ooh, okay. Tables uh, of turn. It brings back uh, most of the regulars from the TV series, but Luther's adversary, uh, a character called David Roby, is played by Andy Serkis. Oh wow! You actually, a big name I can there. imagine being a really grubby, horrible, yeah, killer slash. Yeah. He'd play that really guy. well, wouldn't he? Yeah, I think so. Uh, in fact, like I said, when I first read the script, I almost wanted to throw it in the bin and have a shower. Well, good then. <laughs> That's not a good. Uh, <laughs> he not said, a good I, "Reaction." I don't think I've come across anything quite as dark for a long time. Oh, okay. And it made me consider, and then again, I'm not sure this is a selling point either. It made me consider, do I really actually at this point in the world and time and in my life want to go down this particular rabbit hole of something that's so hard to fathom in humanity? How dark is this character? (laughs) Okay. Okay, yeah. Well, not long to wait. No, pretty soon, next month. Luther will arrive. Luther's back. Next, sports news. Sports news. We've we've sort of uh, had a few confirmations this week from Netflix. We've talked a bit in the previous, I don't know, month, maybe six weeks, about a few, basically taking that template from Drive to Survive, yeah, uh, and replicating it for as many sports as possible, <laughs> uh, because you know that's the Netflix thing. Um, we've got a load of release dates, basically. Okay, for some new sports documentaries uh, and one uh, no actually two that i don't think we were aware of before that are also coming this year right so i will go through them go through them so on the 15th of february you will get full swing okay that's the golf behind the scenes Sports right. documentary. That should have been called Drive to Survive as well. Definitely. I can't believe they've missed that. 100%. They should have synergized that marketing. <laughs> uh, the Rugby Six Nations yeah. is going to be called, at the minute, Six Nations. It is noted that it's a working title. I was going to say, that's a bit unimaginative. Will uh, be filmed in the upcoming 2023 tournament, so will launch next year okay. on Netflix. Also, you have a drive in rugby, because you, you drive do. forward. Drive to Survive Rugby. <laughs> Why have they not done this? Um, I love a colon as well. Yes. Drive to survive rugby. Drive to survive colon golf. 
Uh, a couple of the ones we did we didn't realise were coming. Uh, or I don't I don't remember seeing these before. Is that an untitled FIFA World Cup series is to air later this summer, with Netflix revealing that actually they were behind the scenes at Qatar 2022. Oh. Uh, we had privileged access and exclusive footage in and around all 32 teams, and we the series will show viewers the World Cup as never seen before. That could be quite interesting. It's really interesting, mm. considering their whole promotion leading up to the World Cup was the FIFA Uncovered documentary. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I'm getting off FIFA. <laughs> Fair play, playing both sides, Netflix. Yeah, whatever. why not? It's all also, about money. Nobody cares about anything but money. I will say, Ju, summer 2023, which is now this year, yes. I keep having to remind myself, <laughs> is, is indeed. a new series, Heart of Invictus. Right. So this focuses I I can guess what that one's gonna be on like. the Invictus games and is from uh, part of the agreement that Netflix famously has with Prince Harry and Meghan Markle. Right. Yeah, because that like that's like his thing, isn't it? It is. Uh, and it is a really good cause. Uh, yeah, the series says it will follow the group of extraordinary competitors from all around the globe. They are all ex service members who have suffered life changing injuries or illnesses on their road to competing at the Invictus Games, founded by Prince Harry in 2014 wow nearly 10 years ago uh, and then just to finish off uh the fifth season of f1 colon drive <laughs> to survive will be premiering on february the 24th okay uh and finally you said finally a minute ago <laughs> oh, for finally again the tennis version of drive to survive which i don't think you can get a drive in tennis don't think you can no maybe not breakpoint that's what they've called that <laughs> uh, debuts on netflix on january the 13th that's today that's today as we record as we record um finally <laughs> also during 2023 is a tour de france oh okay documentary you're driving you drive a bike why not ride to survive <laughs> to ride <laughs> to survive, it's not Irish. <laughs> <laughs> do you do you want to know what Netflix's statement on all these sports template documentaries is? Absolutely. This eclectic group of new and returning series reinforces that we are committed to delivering the best sports stories to our fans," says Brandon Reig, who is vice president of unscripted and documentary series at Netflix. Vice president. Yeah. Uh, he says, by going behind the scenes, we have the unique opportunity to share the triumphs, tribulations, and drama of these iconic moments. There you go. Just make a documentary about anything these days. Oh, they could do it behind the scenes of, like, bottom of the stream. That would like, be really boring. All the drama that goes in. <laughs> there is some drama sometimes, <laughs> but mostly it'd just be me sitting in here in my pants editing these episodes. <laughs> Which nobody wants to see, trust me. I think you might be surprised. I think it might be a niche audience, but yeah. I think they'd be loyal. To be fair, the podcast itself has a niche audience. But, so. but is loyal. But is loyal. <laughs> and we love them for it. All of them. Anyway, away from all that silliness. Yes, let's move on. Things Sports. like that. Uh, Netflix has announced uh, the introduction of a new initiative, okay. which is called Created By... Uh, in which they are backing a specially selected group of underrepresented writers. Right. Uh, they have offered script developmental deals to 14 talented mid-level film and series writers. Okay. Uh, Netflix say that they joined forces with six leading organizations at the forefront of creating access to underrepresented creators like... Uh, the National Hispanic Media Coalition, the Coalition of Asian Pacifics in Entertainment, the Native American Media Alliance, and the Black TV and Film Collective. Uh, each of these candidate uh, of these organisations nominated several candidates from their own writers' programmes, and Netflix then selected the final recipients. Uh, Fourteen writers have been given this sort of assistance by Netflix to help develop projects. That's really interesting. Yeah. 
uh, Netflix says that these developmental deals provide the writers with the opportunity to go through the studio development process and hone their projects alongside next Netflix executives from series and movie teams. All series writers will be invited to participate in a training lab designed to provide the essential skills needed to successfully run a Netflix series. I'm not going to go through all the details. If you go to about.netflix.com, there's a is a really interesting article profiling each one of these. There is 14 people from very diverse backgrounds, and this sounds like a really interesting program. Yeah, it really to does give people a foot in the door that may have otherwise found it. This is the sort of good stuff that Netflix does that never gets reported on. Yeah, the, 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 everything you see in the media about Netflix is always negative. Yeah. But they never get reported on this you good know. stuff. So this is I, even on their own website because nobody else has reported it. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. And um, you know, there's no guarantee that it means anyone's going to get a show to series or, no, or but movie. But they've got more chance now than they did. It's before. networking. It's making contacts. It's yeah. honing projects they've already got in development. And I'm sure there's something there in the fine print that if Netflix sees something it likes, <laughs> yeah, <laughs> welcome aboard. Welcome aboard. <laughs> I'll put the link to that in our Discord, so if you want to read the article fully, it will be in there by the time this episode comes yeah, out. Yeah, I don't want to do anyone a disservice by picking anyone out, so no, go, and, go and find it, and there's some really interesting profiles on there. Good for uh, them. I do recommend it. It's worth the read. Next. Excellent. Next is some confirmation this week that... Okay, so it's a kind of two-part news story. Uh, first being that the SAG Awards, that is the Screen Actors Guild, yep. not for saggy people uh, <laughs> i would win that <laughs> it has been announced that this year so 2023's sag award ceremony will be streamed on netflix's youtube channel yes live yes and then from 2024 the ceremony will be streamed exclusively via netflix itself that's something they've it's never done it's finally happening live how long have we been talking on about this Netflix Live. Uh, it's noted that SAG Awards have previously aired on TBS and TNT in the States, uh, but the organisation has decided to migrate. February the 26th at 8pm, they will be at 8pm. Uh, I don't know if that is Eastern Time or Pacific Time, but they will be on Netflix. It's is, Eastern Time. Okay, Netflix's YouTube channel. Um, yeah. We've been talking about Netflix moving on to live stuff for a while, and it's yeah. it seems to have we seem to have manifested it because there was no even any rumors of it. About we, it eight years, it was a year ago. There was not even any more. rumors of it at the time, but now maybe it's more. it's happening in March. Is the first thing, isn't it? This this Chris Rock, March fourth, uh, Chris Rock's Rock comedy, comedy special. special. Yeah, that seems like now a proof of concept to make sure all the technology works, and then they'll start doing the SAG awards and other stuff. Yeah. That won't be the only thing. No, of course it won't. Doesn't no. just. Bringing, well, we'll come on to one in a minute. There's shitloads of award ceremonies. Yeah, there is. I'm sure, you can buy them for. I, I mean, I can't imagine that it was a huge bidding war for the SAG Awards, but. No, I can't imagine it was. But it doesn't have to be award ceremonies. It can be literally anything. Oh, of course it can. Yeah, sports. Well, we, we've talked about sports before. Yeah. yeah. World, World Tag League and stuff like that. Yeah, stand up comedy, thing. all sorts. You can do anything. Some exciting news. I find this exciting. This is exciting. Uh, do you like Stathlet's Flats? It's one of the greatest sitcoms ever made. Yes, I do like it. <laughs> it's, it's, it's wonderful. Do you know what? I was just thinking, we had a real talk a while ago on uh, what's your favourite sitcom. We did. No, I don't know if anyone mentioned Stathlet's I don't think it came Flats. up. And it is amazing. It is amazing. Have you watched any, br- briefly changing the subject, have you watched any of Live at the Moth Club? On no. UK TV play no. over here? It's a fly It's a fly in the wall mockumentary about a comedy club. Okay. And it stars comedians, yes. and but there is also like live comedy sets by actual comedians in it as well. Oh, yeah. Jamie Dimitri's in it. That's what's made me write it. He's, he wrote one episode. His sister's in it as well. Yeah, and the guy who plays uh, the other guy in the in Stafflet's Flats, the miserable one. Yes, he's in it as well. And Great. It's, it's really really funny. I've watched the whole season this week. Oh, it's, I would definitely recommend it. It's very funny. Excellent. Uh, well. News that this week, uh, Jamie Dimitri himself is the first UK comedian to release a sketch show special on Netflix. Oh, wow. Okay. So, obviously, there's been stand-ups before, stand-up yep. shows, but not a sketch show. Uh, it's a one-off special, A Whole Lifetime, uh, which will mix mix 
songs and sketches. Dimitri said, I'm in it quite a lot. I hope that's okay. That <laughs> yeah, was, that's that fine. That was his press release. Um, yeah, uh, Netflix says, the special will take the audience on a journey from birth to death through the ever-adored medium of song and sketch, unpacking the most crucial, embarrassing, heartening, and ultimately futile stages of a life lived in the anxious modern day. Uh, some of the co-stars from Staff Let's Flats will also appear on this. Okay, cool. Um, a release date has not yet been set. That's really exciting. I really like him. I also didn't realise Jamie Dimitri is going to be in the Barbie movie. Yet another reason. How oh, is he really? That. Yeah. Another reason why you'd need to watch the Barbie movie. <laughs> yeah, Everything I hear about this movie is going to be a it? classic. Yeah, we will when we get a date. We'll. Uh, yeah, as soon as we know a date for that, we'll uh, we'll keep you informed on it. Well. Exciting times. Possibly the shortest and uh, piece of news, but we just need to cover it. Yep, because it's quite important, I suppose. Uh, Wednesday's been renewed. Yeah, no, no, on. no surprise to anybody. <laughs> I don't think so. A few people were expecting it. There was a. a I think I know what you're going to say, and I'm going to say absolute bullshit. <laughs> a few people were expecting it to move happen. to Amazon, weren't they? Not. I know it was chance. never going to happen, but a few people. I don't know where that came from. But because I, I, I think I Amazon has a deal with MGM. Who make this? Who own who the Adams Family. Yeah. But there's no way Netflix no. are going to have made and signed up to something and gone. And, and not signed if this is successful we will want more seasons yeah, no, it's just lazy lazy journalism yes absolutely was but no it's it's not a surprise it's been renewed and good I'm glad hopefully season 2 will be as good as people think season 1 is <laughs> okay a bit of movie news go for it uh, Paul Mescal okay has been cast as the lead in Ridley Scott's sequel to Gladiator. Oh, it's happening. No, he's making the wrong one. No, he's not making he's, that one. He's, he's not, not making, making the time travel one. No, he's not oh. making the Nick Cave one. What? Uh, yeah, which which he is going to start shooting once he's finished uh, with Napoleon, which he is currently, um, currently filming. Okay. I mean, yeah. I just don't get excited about Ridley Scott films. No, same. Pretentious. Uh, <laughs> Mescal will play Lucius, uh, who is the son of Lucilla from the first movie. Uh, he's now a grown man. Uh, he was the nephew of Commodus, if you remember the first movie. Oh, it's been years since I've seen Gladiator. Same. Um, yeah. Uh, they anticipate that shooting will start this year. So it's a couple of years away. Ridley Scott just kind of think I've, i feel like I, i've bashed him before on this show yeah, i think you have but he just does this doesn't he go and make a sequel 20 years later yeah. to build on the hype because people will come and see it it's working for james cameron have <laughs> do you know any With changing the subject completely do you know anybody who's seen avatar 2 yet i mean i know yeah, I know a couple like you know, in the in- Discord. I don't know. I've not had a conversation with anyone who's come and said, "Oh my God, I saw Avatar 2. And nor it was, have I. Yeah, I know, and it was great, or whatever. Nor have, I know seen, of a couple of people. Have you seen, seen any it. media advertising for it? Anyway, is it on the side of buses, billboards, anything you've seen? I just feel like I don't know how it's making so much money because <laughs> nobody I know has seen it. I just don't understand what's happening. For a film to make that much money, you'd think it'd have to be it's plastered everywhere. Highest grossing film of all time. Yeah, exactly. Speak, I, I don't know anybody who's watched it. And I've not seen any trailers for it. I've, I've seen a few seen... adverts, I think. Oh, I don't think I have. It's Only just... a couple of TV spots. I feel like I've seen more trailers for my A Man Called Otto. Oh, right. Okay. I feel like that's everywhere. I read an article yeah. about a man who'd got like 65 avatar tattoos. Oh, okay. Why? Because he, he, he just basically movie. blue. Yeah, yeah. It's blue all over. Yeah. Strange man. But I'm not no, I'm not seeing the cultural I said this about the first one though. Yeah. I'm not seeing the cultural everyday impact of this huge behemoth of a franchise. I keep seeing how much money it's making. I'm like, I don't know how it's happening because I don't know anybody who's going to see it. It's it's weird to me. It's really weird to me. It's like when Endgame came out, everybody was seeing that. I saw it twice. Yeah. And that Made loads of money, but I feel like everybody you knew everybody was watching it. Yeah. But this just feels like it's going under the radar and making all this money. And I don't understand how. I'm not saying I don't is believe there not, it. Is there not much more out? 
Well, there's not a lot about it at the minute, but yeah, I still don't know anybody who's going. I just find it really <laughs> strange. Anyway, moving on. Next, let's talk about uh, a gentleman who has just struck a deal to direct his first feature film. Okay, this is interesting. Uh, and that is a gentleman who is far more famous over the years for his composing. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, and that is Michael Giacchino, mm. who Say it fast if you don't know how to pronounce it. Is <laughs> an absolute sort of uh, would you say legend? Composer? Yeah, absolutely. Legend? He's a, his body of work. He's a behemoth in sun soundtracking yeah. films and TV. And scores he's he uh, at the end of last year and I've not actually seen this because I, I kept meaning to but didn't. He directed Werewolf by Night, which was the sort of Marvel hour-long Halloween special on oh, Disney+. Oh, okay. No, I haven't seen that. Uh, well, he signed up for his first movie, a director role, uh, and that is a remake of Them. Oh, right. Wow. Which is a 1950s nuclear ant film. <laughs> cool. So, I mean, I think I'm on board already. 100%. <laughs> um, I wanted to say... How do you get that made in 2023? I don't know if I've seen this... I don't know if I've seen them, but I feel like I've seen sequences from them. Yeah, I've like, not sat and watched yeah. the whole thing. Yeah, I think yeah, that's probably a thing. Uh, yeah, 1954. Uh, the plot of which was a huge nest of irradiated ants being discovered in the desert, becoming a national threat when que- two queen ants escape to set up new nests. Uh, bring it on, yeah. Yeah, I'm up for that. I'm absolutely up for that. It doesn't sound like this film that needs a big soundtrack. But it's definitely going to get one. But yeah, do you think he's going to do double duty? Well, you can't. Who's he going to employ to do it? Because <laughs> <laughs> he's the best in the business at it. Who who do you get to come and score a movie for Michael Giacchino? Giacchino, <laughs> however you say his name. He did the score for Lost. He's incredible. I'm excited by that. Yeah, sure. Why? I'm we'll up for a killer run. I mean, to be fair, Robert Rodriguez like. Chops scores and yeah, that's true. Directs his own films, doesn't he? Yeah. So maybe I'm up for that. Do you want to do this one or this one next? Uh, I want to do the Golden Globes no, story. That isn't the one I've just clicked on, but that's fine. Because <laughs> let's do the Golden Globes. Because the last one is very much an and finally. Okay, cool. So it was the Golden Globes this weekend. It was indeed. Do we want to run through a few of the winners? Yes. Uh, absolutely we do the Fablemans won best film in the drama category really looking forward to seeing that Steven Spielberg's semi-autobiographical movie it's about a kid who gets into making movies the Banshees of Inshirin have you seen that? no it's on Disney Plus it is yeah I I need to to see it it. I need to watch that Uh, best film musical or comedy I think that was up against some tough competition as well yeah to to be everything everywhere all at once and Glass Onion to be out everything everywhere all at once is pretty special yeah, uh, best TV drama series House of the Dragon. Nah, I'm not. I'm not on board with that. See the final season of Better Call Saul. It's disgraceful. Came away empty-handed. Every season of Better Call Saul came away empty-handed. Yeah, it's, it's shocking. That season of Better Call Saul, there's not been anything that good ever. For some second-rate Game of Thrones show. Yeah, and uh, Ozark as well to beat Ozark. Yeah, yeah. I'm disappointed with that one. I feel like that's just gone to the popular vote. Uh, Abbott Elementary won Best TV Series, Musical or Comedy. I've not seen that, but I've heard really good things I've about it. I've heard great things about yeah, it's it. It's supposed to be really good. I, I think that also may be on Disney Plus over here. I think it is. I think you're double, right. Double check. Again, that was up against some, some <laughs> decent competition. Uh, best Actor in a TV Series, Kevin Costner for Yellowstone. Again, I've not watched Yellowstone, but I heard that's really good. He beat Bob Odenkirk, Adam Scott and Jeff Bridges for that. That's quite the category. <laughs> it really is. Uh, best actor in a limited series was Evan Peters for Monster Colon, the Jeffrey Dahmer story. Yeah, I think that's fair. I think he was great in that. Uh, Any more we want to look at? Best supporting actor in a limited series was Paul Walter Hauser for Blackbird. Good for him. Yeah. I love that guy. Yeah. Seth Rogen was nominated for that. Best director, Steven Spielberg for The Fablemans. Again, I mean, if you, he's going to get a... Gonna get another gong. It's got to be for the movie that's about himself. Surely. <laughs> you would think so. I'm really looking forward to seeing that. Actually, when it comes out, I'm definitely going to jump up and see that. Jump up? 
You, if, jump, I'm going to jump up out of my chair and go, watch it straight away. You go and jump. Uh, Ozark did pick up a winner uh, in the form of Julia Garner for Best Supporting Actress and possibly the everyone's favourite award of the night. Yeah. Uh, you know, an absolute fantastic speech if you've not checked it out is Kehu Kwan winning Best Supporting Actor for Everything, Everywhere, All at Once. I think it... The, one of the best things about 2022 is this guy's comeback. Yeah, I couldn't agree more. Finding a Harner on Netflix is great. Yeah. He's in this. Short round, welcome back. Couldn't be happier for him. Data from the goon. <laughs> Love that guy. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. Yeah, there was some good some good winners and some good uh, speeches from that award ceremony. If you've not seen a few, definitely go and check out Kihu Kwan's speech. Really good. Um what's her name jennifer coolidge yeah her speech was really really good as well made a few people cry i think so yeah yeah go and check it out rrr picked up an award for best original song best original song yeah excellent cool amazing it's coming up to oscar season i like covering the oscars i don't like the oscars but i like (laughs) how we cover it it's funny okay and finally finally uh a news anyway quite this isn't really news okay it's just something quite entertaining that has sort of come up as a twitter thread this week has been people making movie titles less intense okay shall i read some out you don't look okay you see see what you think some of these some quite good ones uh yeah make a movie title less intense that has been the challenge this week on twitter i like it Uh, some like it room temperature (laughs) Well, like that one. Oh, that's good. That's very good. That's much less intense. <laughs> apocalypse soon. Yeah, you've got a little bit of time to prepare for the apocalypse there. Die mildly. <laughs> that's great. What about one Dalmatian? Just the one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, why not? Uh, the politest, mildest uh, title, I think. Excuse me, but have you seen the Red October? <laughs> Quite like that one. That is great. These are great. What a great idea. <laughs> Some of the President's Men. <laughs> uh, Night of the Living. Yeah. That kind of changes the whole movie, but yeah. Makes it much less intense. <laughs> uh, the Texas Chainsaw Mascara. Mascara? Yeah. Nice. <laughs> um, yeah, I, I do like some of this. Yeah, that's great. I love those sort of things that just randomly trend on Twitter for no reason. People just get really into it. Uh, the Good, the Bad and the Handsome. Sounds like this podcast. Yeah, that's true. Char- chariots of warmth. <laughs> Snacks on a plane. Snacks on a plane. Yeah. Always the best. Uh, Snakes on a plane's a great movie. And last one. Dude, I have my car. <laughs> that's great. What a great little thing. Have we come up for, come up with any off the top of our heads? Oh, God, don't make me try and be funny <laughs> on the spur of the moment. Be funny on the spur I'll of the just, moment. I will forget all films ever. <laughs> I do that all the time. <laughs> you know when we're doing the re- preparing for the real talks, I have never got any clue about any films <laughs> just ever. All films ever made instantly drop out of my head. <laughs> Agreed. Right. Have you watched anything good at the top of the stream? I've watched a couple of things. Go for uh, it. I don't know if I would say they were good, but <laughs> uh, and I, can, I can't say I've hundred percent sort of focused on these. I liked one a lot more than the other. I'll start with the one I liked more. I watched Glow Up on Netflix, which What's I think that? is a BBC show. Yeah. It's about like makeup artists. Oh, and right. it's basically a reality show. One gets knocked out every week. You've got a task to do. But sometimes it's quite good because they do like full on like sci-fi prosthetic oh, okay. type. So it's not just like put a bit of lippy on and see what happens. Yeah. So there's usually a theme. I mean, the, the hosts are pretty irritating uh, and the judges but there's some quite talented people in there. They're the <laughs> contestants were not too bad. So I watched a few of them. That was quite good. Uh, and then I watched Things I Do for this show. Okay. okay. So my some people in my house wanted to watch this show. Some people. Like, yeah, come on then. I'll watch one. I can talk about it on the uh, on the podcast. Watch Dance Monsters on Netflix. Is that the CGI? Yeah. C- uh, okay. Yeah. And? I thought it was terrible. Really? Yeah. What's the what, How does it work? So people are, through some undefined process of selection, uh, chosen to be on this show. They are behind the scenes, kitted out in all the motion capture rig suits, you know, with the bubbles all over them and yeah. the balls. Uh, and then they, 
they are released into a studio where revealed to them in the mirror is their monster who okay. they are being and then they then train practice to do a dance routine uh in front of a group of judges one of whom is ashley banjo because he's on all of this sort of yeah program. he does he loves this sort of shit and he's presented by an ex pussycat doll kimberly don't think it's that one okay um and uh, oh, Neo was a judge. Oh, of course he was. From the... How's Neo Daughters. Yeah, fine. I think he's all right. So do they and just watch a screen? So they have backing dancers on the stage in front of the judges. Yeah. But yeah, this, this CGI thing is being projected onto, on the stage. So they're just basically watching on the telly? I, yeah, I think so. I don't know. It's, <laughs> it looks like it's on the stage, but I don't oh. know how it's projected. I'm not sure. Okay. But some of the some of the... Monsters are so clunky, it looks like, well, that thing should, like, one of them is a giant, like, rock monster. So how does it move, like, a flowy dancer? It doesn't, that's the thing. (laughs) So it's doing, like, flowy dances, because the person behind is a reasonable dancer, but it just looks crap. Because it's a blocky it's rock arm monster. kind of going into it. Yeah, whereas one of them was like a, how would I describe it? A sexy Sonic the Hedgehog <laughs> with like flowing hair and stuff, which lends itself Yeah, that's more dancey. The... Yeah. Yeah. It sounds shit. Yeah. I, I feel like I'm much more interested in the technology of how it works <laughs> than the actual show itself. <laughs> uh, I don't know how much you can win or what happens because I didn't want to watch any more episodes. Do the other people in your house watch any more? Uh, they might have watched one or two more, but, but they're not, I don't think they made it. To they're the not climbing the walls to get to the rest season. of the season. No. Okay. That says no. it all, doesn't it? It's just, obviously, clearly Netflix have gone, right, mask singer, mask singer, mask dancer, they're a success. What can we do that's the same, but a little bit different? CGI singer? Yeah. Okay. Or dancer. Sorry. How about you? What have you watched? I haven't watched a lot this week. I've watched two films. Good. I've watched, I've been to the cinema. Lovely. And I've watched a film on Netflix. Nice. I will start with the film on Netflix. Watch The Pale Blue Eye oh, great. on Saturday night. Um, I'm not going to lie to you, Nick. I struggled with it a little bit. Really? Yeah, I didn't. I'm not going to say sit here and say it was bad. Okay. I the parts of it I quite enjoyed. It just didn't seem to grab me. Oh, I just did, I didn't. I was just at, at one point. I felt like I was just looking at it. I wasn't really into it. I was just it was just on. Right. And it just was like I was like, oh, this is boring. Yeah, that's disappointing. But, yeah, it was a bit. But then the two main guys in it, Christian Bale and I don't know the other guy's name, I apologise. The guy who plays Edgar Allan Poe yeah. was in the Harry Potter films. Yeah. he's They're both really good. And the story's really good. There's just something there that wouldn't grab me in. Okay. I couldn't get into it. Was it a bit, what, clinical or just... No, I don't even think it was that. I don't know. It looks really nice. I don't really, honestly couldn't tell you what it was. I just couldn't get into it. Okay. I just was like, I can't. You know when you just sink into a film and you're just following the story? Yeah. Just couldn't. Oh. I don't know if it was me or the film. Or I've not what. seen too many reviews of it, actually, to see how it's kind of... There's a nice twist now. at the end that I wasn't expecting. Yeah. That came out of nowhere. That was good. But yeah, I'm, I, I can't Weren't say I'd recommend invested. it because I wasn't invested in it. Okay. Exactly. And then on Monday of this week, I believe, yeah. I went to the cinema. Okay. First time I've been to the cinema for months. Yeah. I went to watch A Man Named Otto, or okay. A Man Called Otto, I can't remember what it's called. Uh, it's Tom Hanks' new film. Sure. It's a 10 out of 10 film for me. Oh, really? Wow. Absolutely fucking loved it. What's, what's, the, uh, what's the story? <laughs> Sorry for the swears. Um, he, basically, Tom Hanks plays a grumpy old man who has given up on life. His wife's recently died. Okay. He has nothing left to live for, and he's just a miserable old man. who li- He lives in a gated community where he's like in charge of making sure the rules are being followed. Right. And then this Mexican family move in next door and she kind of, the mother kind of takes him under her wing and gives him this new lease of life. He hates her at the start and they, he just basically warms to this family. Oh, great. And they bring him back. And it's, it's a really heartwarming story. It's really funny. It's really sad. It, will make, it made me cry, like full on. Oh, wow. Proper cry. And I thought it was magnificent. We, I sat there at the end when it finished and everybody in the cinema, nobody moved. Really? Everybody just sat there as if they were just like taking in what they'd just seen. Honestly, it was brilliant. Oh, I cool. couldn't recommend it high enough. It's, uh, it's it's going under the radar a little bit because of Avatar and everybody, that's taking sure. all the cinema talk at the minute. But yeah, Tom Hanks is amazing. Tom Hanks is really good. <laughs> I don't know if people say this enough. But Tom I, Hanks is really good at what he does. I think he'll do all right. Yeah. I was thinking as well, 
we've kind of, Tom Hanks has grown up on the screen from when he was in Biggie was what early twenties. Sure. And now yeah. he's playing like miserable, grumpy old men, and I you can't I can't really think of anybody who's been consistently on screen for as long as Tom Hanks has growing up in roles like that. You know what I mean? It's yeah. Like, no, I do. I think that's a yeah a, a sort of. Yeah, consistent. Consistent. He's been he's there. Never he's never really been took there. a break, has he? No, he's always been there from... I, I, shoot, I think Big was his big starting film, wasn't it? No, he did a couple before that. Yeah, but the Big was his like, first yeah, big, big break, breakthrough big lead role. role. But, yeah, and I think... Yeah, I, I just think he's magnificent, and I don't think he gets said enough. Like when the other week when we were talking about who the greatest actors are, I don't think we said his name. And I don't know... But people just know that he's a great actor. Sure. So he doesn't get talked about enough, because... He's the best. Only sixty six as well. I know, yeah. Oh, he's old. No, no. Okay, crazy. Yeah, I'd highly recommend. If it's called a man named Otto, that's fine. It might be called a man called Otto. It's something along those lines. To Hanks, Tom Hanks is great. That's the news for this week. <laughs> Breaking news. Breaking news. Tom Hanks is great at what he does. Excellent. That's all I've watched. Though I've not, I've not really done anything else. That's fine. Should we do a real talk? Let's real talk. What was this week's real talk oh, topic? Just for real talk. Okay. <laughs> Going back to um, something we watched last week. I've not gone back to Kaleidoscope. Um, I think I've done one more. Okay. I, I know what you're going to say. There's nothing... I think I will. Yeah. But I kind of forgot that I started. <laughs> Same. I know what you mean. It's, so it's not like... really stuck in there. No. I don't think it's as clever as it thinks it is. And I think that's probably why that's happening. I almost kind of feel, upon further reflection from the watching those two last week, that it it had been retrofitted more than designed. Yeah, to be watched. I just in don't any order. I think any show like that can be watched in any order, and it's all flashbacks to leading up to one event. Of course, it can watch in any order. It doesn't. There's not yeah. there's no linear story there. No, I will go back to it, but so far I haven't. Okay. Right, what have we got on Real Talk? What was the Real Talk topic this week? The topic on Real Talk this week was what is your best and worst experience in a cinema? Indeed. It was a good one, I thought. Did you came any, up with this did one. Did we get any blue answers? Blue? <laughs> what, Avatar? Yeah. No. <laughs> Surprisingly not, no. We didn't get many answers on the socials. I'm just looking through. People need to be more active with us on socials, please. Okay. Um, we do, we got one um, from a guy called Donny Roberts. Hello, Donny. Hi, Donny. We've actually spoken to Donny. He used to host Cage's Kiss Yeah. years ago. We were on their show we were. a long time ago. But Great he answered. Time. Thanks for hanging around, Donny. Uh, one of my favourites was the premiere of Beavis and Butthead Do America. Oh, amazing. <laughs> Sold out theatre. People were sitting in the aisles. Amazing. Head banging to each song. Beer bottles clinking. High fives from random strangers. The place was alive as a, as a place was as alive as a party house. That sounds fantastic. It really does. What an experience that must have been. I wish I was there. Me too. Um, I don't hate Beavis and Butthead Do America either. I think it was really good for its time. Beavis and Butthead was huge. Oh, so people don't realise how huge Beavis and Butthead were. Yeah. That sounds like a great time. It does. Um, good answer. Yeah, good absolutely. Answer. Uh, you get any in the dis in the Discord? We've got a few in the Discord. So Ross Cook says the best was uh, this is forty. Uh, What's well, that? Is that that Seth Rogen film? I don't know. Seth, it's Paul Rudd. It's Judd Apatow. Oh yeah, I think so. It's Seth Rogen. I don't know. It could well be. It's that crew, isn't it? I've I have seen it, it years ago. Uh, he says uh, my wife and I got drunk and went. It was a small screen handful of people who i think were as drunk as we were and i nearly passed out from laughing oh wow beer helps beer does help uh worst Bad. cinema experience more fun. and this is uh quite an interesting take on it uh ross says it was when i worked in a cinema oh, it okay. was one of the first times i was the projectionist solo uh i put on the first robert downey jr sherlock movie but I put it on slightly off on the machine, so the whole movie was moving across the screen about an inch every five minutes. By the oh. time I noticed, it was too late to redo the whole thing. So every five minutes, I put a piece of tape on the glass to make sure the picture had a sharper edge. <laughs> Nobody who watched said anything. It was the sweatiest I've ever been in my life. Oh, wow. That must be quite scary. <laughs> I'd like to see that as... A, I like to think of that as just... 
adding an element of danger to a to your normal yeah, to your job at the time. It's good for him for noticing because if it's only moving an inch every five minutes, that's not a lot. I think I might have watched a couple of movies where someone had done that, Ross, yeah, and didn't right. try to take any <laughs> yeah. uh, any uh, action to, to to solve it. So there you go. I didn't know Ross used to be a projectionist. That's interesting. I I, I knew that Ross went. Yeah, cinema, I did as well. But I didn't realise that they actually let him loose on projection. <laughs> Man shouldn't be given any responsibility. Uh, Wayne in the Discord says, My best cinema experience was Parasite in 2020 because uh, it was the first time I ever went to the cinema by myself. Uh, oh, so wow. That's a <laughs> bit of a backhand to anyone who's <laughs> ever been to the cinema with Wayne. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I, I have uh, numerous times. Took a point, went by myself at short notice, loved the film, but loved the experience more. Haven't done solo visits often since, but it's well worth doing. Uh, worst. Dune, what a boring waste mm-hmm. of three hours looking Fuck forward yeah. to the sequel. Couldn't agree more. What's a boring waste of time. Do you know, I've never been to cinema on my own. Have you not? No. I'm just trying to think if I have. I'm not against it. I've just never had any reason to. There's always yeah. somebody who would go with me. All right, sure. <laughs> I'm just a very popular guy. Uh, uh, Wade's got a couple it. of uh, honourable mentions. Uh, someone got beat up in front of us during the opening credits of The Hangover. <laughs> Wow. And then last year, when a couple walked into Bros and only realised they were in the wrong film and one of the main characters was receiving oral sex from two people at the same time. That doesn't happen in most films. How does it take that to realise you're in the wrong (laughs) film? Surely you would notice straight away. This isn't Avatar. (laughs) You'd know that straight away, surely. This isn't Jane Eyre. Yeah. Uh, Alex in the Discord says, I do have a best, and that is the aforementioned Wayne jumping a clear three inches off his seat because of an owl in the movie Us. <laughs> Wayne, I've I watched a few horror movies with Wayne, and he is a jumper. He does, he does like to leave his seat. Uh, Chris from the Time Shifters podcast uh, says, My best memory was taking my son to a re-release of Ghostbusters back in 2014. He was 10, and it was his first time seeing it. That's awesome. That is cool. To see it on a big screen. Yeah, that uh, is really cool. Worst experience, either uh, the stupid disappointment of a movie that was Star Trek V, <laughs> or leaving Las Vegas because it was just depressing. Oh, wow. <laughs> uh, he also has an honourable mention, which was seeing Twister... Uh, in the theatre, including once at a drive-in when the weather t- turned really nasty. Oh, imagine that. Imagine watching Twister in yeah. a storm. <laughs> that would be well cool. Uh, Smileyton in the Discord says, The best, the in-betweeners movie. Not because of the movie, but because I went with a group of friends and it was a great laugh. One of the times where you're young and don't have a care in the world. I can imagine. I think I saw that movie in quite a packed theatre. Yeah, I did as well. I and think. it being uh, a good experience. Uh, worst went to see Hairspray uh, because I was interested in a female. <laughs> Females. I agreed to go and watch it with her and her friends. The film was awful. The girl wasn't interested in me. Oh, I don't believe that for a second. What a lovely guy. Uh, okay. Me and you? Go for it. I'll go worst first. Go for it. Uh, it was seeing The Force Awakens. Okay. Uh, I think it was like a Saturday afternoon. Yeah. Showing. Busy. So yeah. within the first couple of weeks of it coming out, and there was a dad and son behind us. The son was too young. Okay. Didn't want to be there. Wasn't interested. All the way through, nattering, nattering, chatting. Dad telling him to shut up. Got half an hour maybe before the end of the film. And he just starts going, Dad, I need a poo. <laughs> I need a poo. Dad's telling him to shut up. You can wait. You can wait. Need a poo. Someone at the back of the theatre just goes, take your fucking kid for a shit. <laughs> Brilliant. Did he? I, I, I don't think he did. Oh, really? And I can just think at that point, no one gave a toss about the movie. It was. Oh, it's bad when an experience gets ruined like that. Yeah. Let me see my worst. Okay. I've got two and I can't really pick between them. Okay. So the first one I'm thinking of was It Part 1. I went to see It Part 1 in our local cinema. And I was sitting next to a, a female who just lost her mind. She For the first thing she did when she got in there was take her shoes off. Right. 
no, <laughs> not having that. And then by the end of the film, or by midpoint for the film, she was sitting backwards in her seat, right, just screaming because of it. Because was... of the film and how scary it isn't. <laughs> it's not a. It's a great horror film, but it's not scary. Yeah, she was literally she was kneeling down on the chair facing the back of the cinema, just screaming. With for a how long? Five minutes. She was a twat. That's weird. <laughs> she was a. She was an. That's imbecile. weird. Or she was just. Messing it up for everyone else. Yeah, she was just an idiot. She was just trying to get some attention. Yeah. That's the only thing I can think of. But yeah, don't take your shoes off in a cinema. <laughs> Weirdos. And then the other time I thought of earlier today was the time me and you went to the cinema. When I came to visit you at uni and we were trying to go and watch Signs. Yeah. And we missed it. Yeah. We hadn't got there in time. So we about to pick something else. And we picked a movie called Swim Fan. Oh, yeah, yeah. Awful. Fucking, what a dreadful movie yeah. that is. It's one of the, still one of the worst movies I've ever seen. <laughs> And yeah, I really wanted to watch Signs and we didn't. We watched Swim Fan. <laughs> and I did, it always sticks in my mind. It was a terrible, terrible time. Yeah. So yeah, they were my two worst worst experiences, yeah. I think. Good one. Swim Fan's a dreadful film. Don't <laughs> ever watch it. It's about a stalker who's stalking a high school maybe swimming should, Maybe we should find it and do a watch. Do it, maybe we should. The worst, it's, it's definitely the worst film I've ever seen in a cinema. Until this podcast started, it was probably the worst film I've ever seen. But I feel like that might have been beaten now. What's your best? I don't know if it'll be the same as you because it was with you. Okay. Uh, and it was watching Freddy versus Jason in New York. That's exactly mine as well. In 2003. Yeah. There's and no it was weird, fucking I, insane. It was a much like um, it was Donnie's a, story. It was an it was, absolute party. Yeah. Do you remember? The, the whooping and the hollering. Yeah. People shouting at the screen all the way through. Yeah. It's a bit like, do you, remember, you know, this scene at the beginning of Scream 2. When yeah. Everybody's going crazy in the cinema. It was, it was just like that. It was, so it was in fun. Times Square, wasn't it? it I'd was never been to a movie where it's just that. Everyone was just in. Everyone was so into it. People were shouting at Jason. People were shouting at Freddy. Yeah, it's not a very good movie. I've never seen it since. I've seen it once since, I think. But yeah, the the lady sitting next to me was just screaming at, like, telling Freddy that Jason was coming and vice versa. Yeah, it was a great. It was going to be mine as well. So I'm not surprised it's yours. Great times. Yeah. Great experience. Yeah, it was awesome. It really was. But I love going to cinema. People should do it more. When you can have an experience like I had this week where you just sit at the end of the film and just like take it in. And just like, that was incredible. Sure. I love that feeling. And it doesn't happen enough. I, the first film to the, I've been to the cinema to see this year and it's a 10. Nice. I only give one last, the whole of last Good year start. I only give one 10. I only give one 10 yeah, out. Yeah. Cool, right. I think we're done. So I don't think we've got a lot left to say on this wave. Have we ever talked about this week's film already? Good wave. Good wave. Uh, just come back here Thursday. Same feed. We'll be talking about The Mansion. We will indeed. French slash Belgian movie, The Mansion. Come back here for that. Other than that, Bye. we'll see you, uh, see you here on Thursday and then back here next week for The Wave. We will indeed. Cheers. Bye. <laughs>